You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This podcast is for fans, by fans. Uh, you'll find that out as the podcast gets going. It'll be extremely evident to you. Extremely Just obvious. Extremely obvious. Uh, hey, Clint, we talk we, like fans do. Do we run... I just had a quick question. Okay. If it's okay. Do yes, we please. run counters on this podcast? Do we Real run quick, any I, counters? I have a, is that a... Is that something that we do here? You know, um, on locks, you sometimes do that, like that, the motion, the action's heading this way, and then you boop, go back this way. So, yes. That's sort of like I mean, a counter. That's okay. sort of like a counter. Um, Sorry. Sorry if that was a dumb question. Sorry if that was just a ridiculously dumb question that I asked just then. Do, uh, do football players um, need hydration? <laughs> How's your hydration Look, game? Welcome to the pod today. We've been talking about this Georgia-Tennessee game. We got more thoughts about this uh, about this game. We got more thoughts about this team this in team general. We just mm. we are effusive in our praise. Daniel, you've been using that. You've been particular using that of the day totally Listen, <laughs> listen <laughs> to me. Listen to me. Comment section. I use whatever word I want. Any time, any place. I'm taking full credit for this. Your boy over here has been educating this man with with them big words, them dollar words. He he all over here, y'all. You ain't ever going to hear me say charcuterie board, but I will use some other words. All right, listen. Kirby also uses some words, by the way. He's no... Okay. We can't repeat them. We keep a Not safe for work. Not safe for the podcast either. All right. We're going to talk about um, some some aspects of the team, defensive backs. I'm going to talk about the O line. I've got some. I got a stat that Joseph sent us via the email. By the way, That's the great. email is lockdownbulldogs uh, at gmail.com. The Twitter is at dogs podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're doing a giveaway on uh, when we hit a thousand subscribers before the SEC championship game. John over at John Tweet Sports Dog Dispatch. And the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast uh, are doing a joint giveaway when we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So you have to be subscribed to this podcast. You need to go sign up for the newsletter at Dog Dispatch so you can be eligible to win. Uh, Y'all have been great. The the numbers are rising. And I expect them to continue to do so because we only got, Clint, two weeks till we out there in Atlanta. You understand? Mm. Two weeks until it all comes to a head. All right. Oh, oh my. Uh, Yeah, this team, Daniel, as you commented, we're going to talk over position groups. We're going to talk over questions of stats. uh, And we're just going to kind of generally feel this game showed us, this Tennessee game, I'm going to call the best game of the entire year, Daniel. Just bar none for me. I don't think you would be remiss in doing that, that, Clint, at all. That that was had all the feels. It had it all did. the tests, all the checkbox, everything mm-hmm. going down the line. This Tennessee game for us, and by the way, y'all, I, I I love beating up on Florida. I really, 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 really do. There's a special place in my heart for beating up on Tennessee. 41 nothing yeah. to me still rings true. This game 
rang true on yep. so many levels for us. We saw the playmakers who, who, who came out to play. Daniel, this to me was our, our crescendo, if you will, for mm-hmm. the season. And you don't have to beat up on Florida because Samford's doing that. So you don't really have to do it yourself. I want to talk about the defensive people. They do. I want to talk about the defensive backs. Clint, there's much, much to discuss. We might, we might spill into the next segment here. Uh, I want to start with Darion Kendrick okay. because Darion Kendrick, I thought, had the best game of everyone in the secondary. And I thought he he had one he had one busted play missed tackle yeah. that where he tried I thought foolishly to try to jump in front of a slant route maybe get his hand in there bat a ball down when he should have just stayed right on the back hip of the defender and made the tackle that ended up busting for a long play down the field but he also had what I think was the single biggest play of the game. We've talked a lot about Channing Tindall on this podcast. We've talked a lot about James Cook on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think you are contractually obligated when you say Channing Tindall. There is a good, solid half second of silence after that for respect. <laughs> so, Just to allow people's emotions to come back into a normal. Yes. Okay. We've talked a lot about Channing Tindall on this podcast. We've talked a lot about James Cook. And the big plays that they made in this game. But that interception, things were not going well, Georgia fans. Don't forget, things were not going well. And I know was that it? it was a bad throw. And I know that it was sure. a, for, as far as interceptions go, it was a pretty easy interception. But he made it. But he was there, and he made the play. Darion Kendrick has been a really significant piece, Clint, for this team. You know what I love about Darren Kendrick is a prime example to me of what everybody keeps saying about this Georgia Bulldog team, the special factor. You have the talent, you have the coaching, you have the scheme, you have Todd Munkin, who, by the way, again, um, every single person who has made a assistant coach of the year award, um, you need to be fired from literally every job you've ever had retroactively for not having Todd Munkin on it. Like, you have lost every ounce of credibility and respect that I have ever had for you, which by the way, really quick was like zero to begin with, but now it's negative. Mm-hmm. Todd Munkin is a genius. So all of that's been discussed. The thing that keeps on coming back time and time again is this connection piece. Now I, I want mm-hmm. to, for a moment, talk about Darren Kendrick, the perception people had of him. So he left Clemson. Mm-hmm. There were Talks of not being a good teammate, talks of him. I said it on this podcast. He can't tackle. He's going to be a cover guy. He's scared to get his head in there, scared to put his nose down. Listen, what he's that's what the tape said. That's what thank you. Our boy Brooks Austin, who listen, we have all the respect for in the world. Yes. That's that that's what the tape said is that he doesn't want to tackle. But and yet was that true, Clint? And yet he's putting his nose in there. He's coming up on run support. He is not afraid to get in on dog piles. He is talking smack and he's with his guys. The connection he has with the defense, the trust that they have, it's evident because Kirby continues to put him out on the island. And that's not true of anybody, of all people in the secondary. Um, mm. Hey, Brainy, I'm looking at you from last game. Like, it's okay. Tough love's good. Um, no, Darian Kendrick is a revelation and I love it so far. What a good point. I, that it's- was a... a 
key crucial element. Huge moment in the game. All right, all right, we got some more pieces in a second. I want to talk about Brini, and then on the flip side of that, I want to talk about Christopher Smith and Dan mm. Jackson um, a little bit. First, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, which you love. Daily fantasy, I love I daily fantasy. The problem with daily fantasy is uh, I always lose, Clint. I lose the daily fantasy. And do you like to lose, Clint? I hate losing. Hate losing. I hate losing. Kirby hates losing. This Georgia team hates losing. They don't. They've decided. You know what? They're just not gonna lose. And Out you wide. shouldn't lose either. That's why you should go to Prize Picks. It is daily fantasy where you have all the control. Not only is it daily fantasy where you have all the control. Not only can you go across multiple platforms, multiple sports. But it includes college football, which we know that's the sport that you know the most about. And so mm. you go there to prize picks. You go on the, the award-winning app, which you can find in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And you make you pick the player, you pick the prop, and you make the selection. Over, under, touchdowns, interceptions, yards, gain, all of that. You find it there on prize picks. It's not just the SEC. It's not just Power 5 conferences. It's mid-major schools, too. They got college sports. They got pro sports. You can do mixed sports entries. All of it at Prize Picks uh, on their app. And when you enter the promo code Locked On, you're going to get 100% match on your deposit up to $100. That's $100 free dollars that you can use to win at Daily Fantasy the right way at Prize Picks. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Brainy. Let's talk about Dan Jackson. Let's talk about Christopher. Smith. What happened to Latavius Brainy in this game? It okay. was not a good showing. It was no, no. I, let me go for. I, I have been on the Brainy train all year. I've loved him. He's been one of the high spots. Channing Tindall is the brightest spot on this defense, but Brainy's yeah. been absolutely crucial for us. He just. I, I don't know if maybe he was starting to come down with the flu. Like I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but he played like it wasn't Brainy out there he just he didn't look his part and kudos on kirby and dan noticing it right away and saying you know what yep there's we can't second series they scored a touchdown they got a field goal and the change was made it immediately was instantaneously and here's what i love about dan dan jackson now look uh daniel and i were texting during the game and one of the things we said is uh, I I said just keep on bringing Nicobe Dean a gap blitz double a barrel down the Nicobe Dean wins that ninety percent of the time let's keep doing it sure and then Daniel made the point he's like well do we want Dan Jackson lined up man on man against a slot receiver eighteen yards down the field and I said ooh that doesn't sound great Dan has his limitations but this is what's so crucial to me about Brini coming out he's going to get coached up by Dan and Kirby. And how do I know they're going to fix these things? Because look at Dan freaking Jackson, y'all. Yeah. This kid is play, leading team in tackles in a game, playing good football. Not There's no asterisks next to that. It's not good for his size. It's not, it's not good for a walk-on. He's playing good football. Similar to, wait for it, Stetson Bennett. There it comment is. section. Comment section. You just need to calm some of y'all really need to calm, just calm it down. Just look, breathe look. in. Okay. Breathe out. Okay. Dan Jackson, it's, I'm still on the Brainy train, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, Sorry. I'm not jumped off. 
No one okay. is. And if you have, thank you. Rethink your logic. Okay. Brini's good. Yeah. He's going to come back. To, and th- so that was my point. He's going to come off. They're going to coach him up just fine and get these mistakes figured out just like they did Dan Jackson. But now Brini has all the talent, the athleticism combined with that. It's going to be good. And listen, I'm not trying to unnecessarily elevate Tennessee because they're, Tennessee's offense is not the best offense in college football. It's not that good. Okay. Um, but. Alabama, Ohio mm-hmm. State, mm-hmm. whatever the team is that you think we're going to play later, they don't do the things Tennessee does. Like, that's not – no one does the things. Did you listen to Kirby all week last week? Like, yep. no one does the things Tennessee does. So, I'm not saying Tennessee's better than Alabama on offense. I'm not saying Tennessee's better than Ohio State or whatever. But I'm saying, Brini struggled in this game. It was a bad matchup for him. It was not a good matchup. And Heupel, to his credit, found a way. He had pre-scripted a way, and he said, we are going after 36. We think we have guys that can win in certain positions that if we put 36 in, we think it's going to be to our advantage. And guess what? It was. That's not us slandering the kid. That's just what happened in the game. I don't necessarily have a long-term fear about that happening in the future because, again, Alabama's not trying to do the types of things that Tennessee is trying to do. I know they've seen the tape and everybody thinks like, but Alabama's not going to completely change their identity going into the SEC championship game because of something they saw two series in the Georgia-Tennessee game against Latavius Brini. That is, if they do, if, if Alabama does that, then you should laugh all the way to a 28-point victory, Georgia fans, because we're so, going to run them out of the building if they try to do oh, that. So, I'm not worried about Latavius Brini, but kudos to Christopher Smith for stepping into that star position. Kudos to Dan Jackson for playing admirably at safety as he has all season I, I, I don't think I don't think a college football fan gets – like. Christopher Smith went from over-the-top safety, okay, backpedaling a lot, surveying the field a lot, cover three, sidelines, manning up, communicating coverages, to playing the star position, closer to the line, slot receiver, tight end, running back out of the backfield, blitzing off the edge, not not in space so much, in a phone booth, and he did it seamlessly, like – I don't think with you guys appreciate one week of practice. Correct. You understand what Kirby said? He was not cross training there all year. They started him there this week because Bullard was 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 a little banged up, and because Kirby and Dan saw this coming, and so they said, "Hey, Chris, let's get a little work in at star." One week of practice, and he came know. in there, and we shut them out. Until five minutes to go in the fourth quarter from that moment on. Correct. Like I don't know. Okay. These moments, these key coaching principles, these key player get bought in. And did you see, I mean, look at, look at all the reaction. Lewis seen Christopher Smith, uh, Darion Kendrick, just Keely Ringo, even all the way throughout. Um, he, he played shaky, but I think cleaned it up near the end. It, it, that calcified that interception, that change of the position calcified people. And they responded 
so so well. It was freakish, Daniel. Let's I talk about another. Let's talk about another position group that started out maybe a little shaky in the game and then okay. seemed to gel, and that's the offensive line. Definitely, you would say ended the game left a left a left a nice sweet taste in your mouth at the end of the game, but at the beginning of the game, a little sour there on the offensive line. Obviously, Jamari Sawyer hurt. Kirby acted like he was maybe close to being able to go, but couldn't go. Hopefully, he'll be back. Listen to me. Okay. Do not put Jamari Sawyer on that field this week. Do not. Do not. And I have a follow-up. Once you're done talking about the offensive line, I have a follow-up of something you must do after this week, but I digress. Xavier Trust apparently playing exclusively at guard, and there were some growing pains. Okay? There were some growing pains for Xavier Trust at guard. But you also saw some flashes of what Xavier Trust can be at guard. And what Xavier yeah. Trust can be at guard is bigger than all the other people. That's it. Clint. He's bigger than all the other people. He's bigger than the tackle directly to the side of him, people. <laughs> Correct. Do we understand this? Significantly. <laughs> like, okay. Significantly bigger. Okay. Um, the offensive line had some struggles, but I thought by the end of the game, Really seemed to put some things together. Um, what was your What was your take on the offensive line? And then I'm going to kind of give. I, I have one more thing. But. Here's my takeaway: um, If we're ever forced to pass to win a game, Dog Nation, listen to me right now. Rejoice, rejoice, Ooh. rejoice, rejoice. Why that offensive line when they get in pass set? There are clean pockets aplenty. There's communication. Blitzes are handed off. Now, am I worried that against an Alabama, Will, Will Anderson comes down right into that 3-4 technique right on the outside shoulder of Xavier Trust and, and kind of bullies him? I'm, I'm afraid of that. Xavier I, Trust ain't playing in that game, Clint. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Jamari, you go ahead and you just, you just please tell Coach. Two more weeks off, Jamari. And once you come back, I beg you, tell him you fine playing guard. Like, let the world know. B. Jones just good at left tackle. We've been fine. He he's holding it down. McClendon holding it down. Play play guard. I please. Um, it was fine. I, I'm very happy with the pass pro set. Uh, I'm very happy with our blitz pickup. There's not a team out there that worries me in pass set and pass downs. Third and sevens, we're fine. Tennessee did send some pressures, and some pressures got through. Okay, there were several times in this game which we didn't cover. This I guess, was it yesterday we talked about the quarterbacks. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, it's Georgia. So we didn't necessarily we didn't necessarily cover this, but I don't know how many sacks JT Daniels takes in this game, but it's many. The answer is many. Minimum minimum four. Yeah. Uh, those are drive killers, by the way. But um, that that is something that is is nice. Because some blitzes did get through, but you got to send extra guys. Those were extra guys. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you got to send extra guys. And if if Stetson can know where to go, if he can have the right reads, if we can have the right play calls on, we have got weapons <laughs> that can make you pay if you Ooh. send extra guys, Clint. Well, well, literally, I mean, do we have to do this again? We're, we're not no, going to again. We but don't. There's so many. Everywhere. There's so many. <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, here we're going to come back and talk more about this. But first, want to let you know about NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. 
Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite hmm. is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Daniel, you like growth. You like things, numbers increasing, like offensive production efficiency and passing yards and scores and touchdowns and all that. You like to see that happen. You love to see it. You love you to love see it. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to see that in your business? With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program for those who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Clint, I want to get to a little bit more of a big picture here. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, our boy Joseph from uh, sent us an email, and it's a scintillating email. Ooh. Just an Ooh. absolute, um, an absolute uh, knee slapper of an email. It's, okay. okay. It, it just. I've never heard. I've never heard. Scintillating mm-hmm. and knee slapping all in the same. No, it works the palate. It does it all. It really it gets the juices flowing. I'm trying to use so, all listen, the metaphors listen, that I can. Daniel, go nope. on. Nope. No. Nope. Go on. Let me keep. Let me. Let me sit here for a minute. <laughs> um, boy, there's so many things that could be said right now. Best. Best leave it unsaid. Let me. Let me ask you a question, Clint. Okay, I like questions. Who was the best team in college football last year? Uh, well, that's a subjective question, Daniel. No, it's not. Just use common sense. Okay. <laughs> Who was the best team in college football last Al- year? Alabama. It was Alabama. Okay. Was it close? No. N- no. Who was the best team in college football in 2019, the year before that? Uh, LSU. Was it close? Uh, the margin was wider. Okay. Funny you should say that. <laughs> um, so, who's the best team in college football this year, Clint? What? <clears throat> get that get that power G going. Okay. Okay. Let me talk to you about some numbers here. Okay, we, we like numbers. I love numbers. We like I'm a, not I'm a subjective at all. Not subjective at all. There you go. Thank you. 2019 LSU average points per game, Clint. Care to take a guess? 44 and a half. It's 47. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of points. Okay. Average points allowed per game, 2019 LSU, Clint. 24. 21.9. Okay. 2020 Alabama. Average points per game from last year's Alabama team. 
41. 48 and a half, even higher than LSU in 2019. That's, that's Average shocking. points allowed by Alabama last year. 16. 19.4. Okay. Okay. 2021 Georgia Bulldogs. Average points, average points per game, Clint. Oh, my gosh. Give it to me, Daniel. Let me let me wash 30, it. 38.7. Okay. Average okay. points allowed per game, Clint. Um uh this is this is where this is where I might this is where seven seven point mm. six. I told you I got the juices flowing. Did I tell you I got the juices flowing? Clint? Did I tell you? Mm. Okay. Mm. I think I think I told you. 7.6. Okay. Now, listen. Maybe you're good with the numbers and you've just been running you've been running these calculations right in your head. Just okay? But in case way, in case you haven't been Steve Nash. Let me hit you with a bit of a a differential, Clint, which we're okay. going to call average margin of victory. There it is. So, so how close or how wide you beat opponents by based on those. Okay, good. Let's just call it by how much are you the best team in the country? There it is. That's a great metric. 2019 LSU, 25 points. They are the best team in the country to the tune of 25 points. That's great. 2020 Alabama, 29.1 points. Get ready, y'all. That's okay. That, that's almost a 30-burger every single game. Okay, that's good. 2021 Georgia, 31.1 points There it is. per game. Average margin of victory. That is – that's tantalizing. It's mm. scintillating. Scintillating. It's, it's borderline erotic. If I can be so bold, you cannot. Never again. <laughs> Listen, Georgia. Georgia is so good this year. Georgia fans, you've never seen anything like it. I don't care who you are, and it's not just the defense. Nope. It's no, no. not just. Look, the defense. Okay, look, my my arms. Are, I'm just. I'm gonna put. Them, imagine my arms are on your shoulders right now. He's okay? embracing you. Georgia I'm fan. trying. I'm trying to love you right now. Okay. Don't talk about only the defense. Don't say, "Well, this is only half the best team." This is, to date, the best University of Georgia team in the history of the program. Stop. We understand that they haven't won a championship yet. We, I, I get that. I, we're here too. We've watched the games too. We get it. But that doesn't mean they're not, to this point, the best. doesn't mean something might not change. They might lose to Georgia Tech by 41 points. Like I, sure. Then they would not be the best anymore. Correct. But right now, they are. And... If you don't think 38.7 points when you're allowing 7.6, if you don't think 38.7 points per game 
is enough to win and to win comfortably, then you're ridiculous. Like you don't matter in the conversation. You don't matter anymore if you don't think that's enough points. So imagine this, Daniel. Imagine if I were to tell you that um, when when Peyton Manning wins a Super Bowl, he does it on his arm in the offense and running and they're just high flying. It's it's or, or better yet, the Rams, the greatest show on turf, just putting up points everywhere. Who cares what the defense is? Just give me one stop. This is Ohio State's game. Okay, Ohio State says all we need just stop them on one drive because we'll score, we'll outscore them punch for punch the rest of the time. So defense, figure out when that that drive stop is going to be and we'll be good. Okay. It's like having the Baltimore Ravens, Ray Lewis, just all you got to do is kick a couple field goals and you win the game. All right. That could be us. Like we could, we could Iowa Hawkeye our way to a national championship. We could, but we don't have, we won't have, but we won't because we have one of the greatest shows on turf right now with our offense, Todd Munkin and these weapons are the story. And yes, Stetson's crushing it and he's there. Like, Stop the narrative, please. Stop the narrative. Do you now, remember in, in 2019 the LSU Clemson National Championship game, Clint? I, I do. Do you remember um, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson jumped out in that yes. game? Yes. And I don't remember how many drives it was, but LSU got had to punt on multiple drives to start the game. Yep. Do, I mean, and it was – Shocking. Everyone. I was sitting in my Betters, living room dumbfounded. Betters are losing their mind, ripping up tickets already. Dumbfounded. Couldn't believe what I was watching. Do you, This is a vivid memory in my head. Do you remember they, like, Joe Burrow, I think, is jogging off the field after getting stopped on third down. And he is literally chuckling. He's... He's he's giggling to himself. <laughs> and and everyone is like, is this a sociopath? Like, what is happening right now where does he know what's happening? Like, they've just been stuck. But see, Joe Burrow knows something mm-hmm. that you don't know, which is, yeah, we might have gotten stopped a couple times. But guess what happens next? We're going to run all over you. Okay, now, think back to last last Saturday, Georgia fans. Okay. okay. What does Tennessee do? They come out, first drive of the game, they take the ball, just hot knife through butter all the way down the Ooh. field. They score once. Seven they plays, come out. 77 yards. They get the ball back. They score again. Clint, we're, two drives in a row. Our defense is now to be in this game. Given Daniel, we're now, listen, on. I'm not saying that anyone on our defense was giggling. But they could have been, they should have been, because you, Georgia fans, I'm telling you, we get to Atlanta. Atlanta, we get to Atlanta. Alabama, if they make it to Atlanta, Alabama runs the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Sure. That's fine. Like, you just understand, with a defense like this, you don't have to worry. About but Daniel, because but, but Daniel, what what if what if they get that opening kickoff and then we mm-hmm. throw an interception and we put them in, and and they score on a couple of plays fourteen and nothing. They come out, 
14 nothing and then they then you know what they come out and man they they drive they run it down our throats hit a couple of screens and get 21 now it's 21 to 3 21 nothing 21 nothing daniel going to stand on the sidelines doing this are they going to stand on the sidelines grabbing themselves and dancing around like an idiot baker mayfield on their way down the side is that what they're going to do on the sidelines go ahead look this team is you just don't have to worry different. about it he's not cuz we're going to score and we're going to stop them and when you score and you stop them, do I need to read the numbers again? Do you need to hear what you <laughs> I know. I know what you just said because I didn't say they scored 31 points, Daniel. I didn't say that. I said they scored 21 points because 31 points is the average margin of victory that we are having with this team, which to me indicates, oh, we are elite on both sides of the ball and mm. every single metric you want to measure, we're elite. Everyone. That's so correct. Put us, put us in a bind, quote unquote, whatever that bind is. We're sure. Fine. Sounds fine. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We got locks tomorrow. We got lots more to cover this week on the podcast. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube, especially if you haven't done that yet. Go do us a solid and subscribe there. Uh, thanks for listening on audio. Leave us a rating and review there. Um, we appreciate all of you, and we will be back tomorrow. See y'all. See you.